It's 7.45 on a Saturday. Time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Morning, Denny. How are you today? I am doing quite well. Wondering what to grill tonight. (laughs) Some things never change. You know, it's amazing what you can do on a grill. Uh, You can make pizza. I mean, I'm just astonished at how versatile grills really are and the different things you can make. Hors d'oeuvres, you can make an entree. You really whip up almost anything out of doors. And if you're looking for something really interesting to go with it, I had some grilled chicken last night, and I had uh, a little Cote de Rhone, Domaine d'Angerville. It's about 10 bucks a bottle, and it was a marriage made in heaven. So I got to thinking, we haven't talked about the Southern Rhone in a long time. That might make a very interesting conversation this morning. Great. The Cote de Rhone is... uh, (laughs) France's probably most user-friendly wines. Uh, it's hard to go wrong with a little Cote d'Rhone. Most of them are very, very good. Who's ever you buy? Some are better than others. Uh, you know, the southern Rhone is what I'm going to talk about today. The northern has those, is Syrah-dominated. The grape, main grape type in the north is Syrah, and it produces that wine called Hermitage. And Hermitage is perhaps one of the biggest, boldest wines made anywhere in the world. As a matter of fact, in the, at the turn of the 19th century, the most popular wine in London was something called Lafitte Hermitage, and it was also the most expensive. And what they did was take Lafitte from Bordeaux and blend it with Hermitage from the Rhone, and they got this big powerhouse wine. Because the Rhone wines are a little higher in alcohol, than the rest of the wines from France. And the Côte de Rhone, the southern Côte de Rhone that I'm going to talk about today, comprises about 150,000 acres of vineyards. And it's a very important source of wine because uh, it makes wonderful, rich, warm, spicy wines that uh, aren't like those austere wines you get from Bordeaux and other parts. Uh, it's most famous wine of the whole south is, is Chateauneuf de Pop. And, you know, no chapitalization is allowed in the Rhone Valley. Now, chapitalization is when they add sugar to the must. And that's very common in winemaking all over the world. But it's illegal in the Rhone Valley. And maybe what makes Southern Rhone so popular is their accessibility, the fruity character of the Grenache grape. And Grenache is the principal grape type of the Southern Rhone. And, of course, the most famous area of the Southern Rhone is Chateauneuf de Pop, which is a story unto itself, why it's called that, etc. But the Cote de Rhone is a relatively new appellation. Uh, the French only granted Cote de Rhone the appellation rights to that word, Cote de Rhone, in 1966. And they've only modified it three or four times where they've added Gigandas and Bombes de Venise and Vacaras as sub-appellations in the Côte de Rhone. And like I said, maybe it's because it's gravelly, stony soil, uh, uh, low, low uh, yield. All the grapes are pruned in what they call the goblet shape. In other words, they aren't trellised on wires or anything like that. They're just grown on a, a, a sturdy stalk. And, and they, as I said, I think the name is self-explanatory. They're called goblet grapes because the bunch of grapes, the vine, looks almost like a goblet. But these wines in this seductive countryside, and it is seductive, 
the Rhone Valley is absolutely beautiful. Maybe it's because it's the gateway to Provence. You know, Provence is uh, a landscape painting painter's uh, heaven. It's so beautiful and rolling, etc. But the Rhone, in my opinion, is has its own majestic beauty uh, of eroded hills and and the soil there is very gravelly. You probably wouldn't want to plant corn or wheat. You couldn't because it's so full of stones and that. But the wines made in the seductive countryside are absolutely wonderful. And of course, this is interesting. The Rhone is a warm area. The wines are best drunk in a cooler climate like ours uh, because they the wines produced here are red, white, and rosé. And of course, the most famous rosé in southern uh, Rhone is Tavel. And we've even taught a whole a show on Tavel where they make nothing but rosé. And of course, Tavel to me, is a red wine drinker's white wine or rosé wine because it's big and bold and not so dainty as many rosés are. But it's really interesting. As I said, the Cote d'Aron is a huge area comprising about 150,000 acres, and the wine is a great, great value. Uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of Cote d'Aron uh, producers, many of the great houses of Chateauneuf du Pop also, in fact, most of them, make a, a second label, a little Cote de Rhone, as well as their Chateauneuf de Pop. And if you're a fan of uh, their Chateauneuf de Pop, by all means, try their Cote de Rhone. And Cote de Rhones aren't meant to last a long time, five, six years, but they can surprise you. I've had them that are 10, 15 years old and been just delicious. But uh, as a rule, you should drink Cote de Rhone's fairly young. Now, Chateauneuf de Pop is another story. Those can be 20, 30 years old. And Hermitage wines last as long as people do. You can have a Hermitage that's 100 years old, and I have had uh, a few of those in my life, and they were absolutely remarkable. Now, you know, Chateauneuf de Pop is uh, an old recipe calls for 13 varietals. And I think the Perrin brothers, who own Chateau Beaucastle, which is a famous Chateauneuf de Pop property, still use that old-time recipe where they have 13 varietals. But most people stick to one or two today, Grenache being by far the most popular, uh, and followed by Sinsalt uh, and a little Syrah now and then. <laughs> but it's, Coterones are truly a great expression of uh, the Grenache grape, and they produce some seriously fine wine. Now, don't tell your French friends, but most of the vines that grow in the Rhone Valley came from Spain. They don't like to hear that. But Grenache and Syrah definitely had their roots in Spain, and those are the two principal grape types of this area. But as I said, we don't talk about that with the French because they're very uh, nationalistic and believe that every vine in France came from France. Uh, now, Chateauneuf de Pop is a big, bold wine, uh, more appropriate uh, with a big stew and something in the heartier weather of the year where there's a little nip in the air. Those Chateauneuf de Pops are really delicious. But uh, if you're looking for a light wine for summer consumption, Cote de Rhone is really the answer because today with high technology, etc., they produce these uh, Cote de Rhone's that are fruit-flavored, luscious, uh, very forward, uh, slight uh, hint of tobacco in the berries that are in the nose, 
and when you say tobacco in a wine, a lot of people say, ugh, how awful. Well, not really. It's fresh tobacco, you know, like when you open a can of pipe tobacco or something, that, that kind of smell mixed with berries uh, is really quite pleasant and, and not at all like you'd imagine when they say a scent of tobacco. Um, as I said, there are no rules when it comes to making Chateauneuf de Pop anymore because uh, they threw those out not too long ago. But the whole area is relatively new. In 1966, they were granted uh, Appalachian status in the Cote de Rhone. And uh, since then, they haven't changed that but a couple of times, as I said, to add Baccarat and Gigondas. And those two, incidentally, are reliable wines. If you can find a Gigondas, it's a red, full-bodied wine in the image of uh, kind of Chateauneuf de Pop, but a little lighter, a little fruitier than a Chateauneuf de Pop. And often, Gigondas are quite a bargain because some of them are as good and even better than Chateauneuf de Pops that you're, where you're buying a cheap, watery Chateauneuf de Pop, you'd be better off to buy for the same amount of money a Gigondas. And... Uh, uh, the sweet wine of the area is called Bombs de Venise. It's made from the Muscat grape, and it's quite a delicious dessert wine, but it's strictly for dessert, believe me. Uh, the Southern Rhone is really not only a wonderful place to visit, uh, they produce remarkable, remarkable wine. And talk about value. They, the values are really there. Uh, whether you're looking for a white, a red, or rosé, Cote de Rhone's are come in all those flavors. Uh, and a rosé from the Cote Rhone often, as I said, has a little more body. Let's forget for the moment Tavel, just regular rosé made from a Cote Rhone producer, is usually quite a value, usually under $15. Uh, some of them you can buy for as little as $10. And uh, they're a little more full-bodied than the rosés of Provence. And uh, it, uh, of course, very, very food-friendly, in my opinion. A lot of Provençal rosés are good for aperitif or uh, you're chatting with your friends, etc., uh, and you want a real light, simple wine. Uh, that's for Provence. If you want something that's a little meatier to have with uh, a meal, try a, a Cote de Rhone rosé. They're really terrific. And the Cote de Rhone Blancs, are a whole other category. They're, they're just wonderful. A lot of them are made uh, from uh, the Viognier grape, and it is a luscious white wine that, you know, a lot of people, for some reason, are what I call ABC, anything but Chardonnay. Well, these white Cote de Rhone's fill a bill there just beautifully, especially if you're tired of Sauvignon Blanc and you're uh, one of these people that doesn't like Chardonnay, why don't you try a white Cote de Rhone? And as I said, there's a lot of great names in the area. One that comes to mind is Chapoutier. Mark Chapoutier is a dear, dear friend of mine, as was his father and his grandfather. And they produce wonderful wines. They have properties all the way up and down the whole Rhone Valley, all the way from Hermitage down to uh, Little Cote de Rhone. Wow. But... You really want to try these little Cote de Rhone's. They're absolutely delicious, and believe me, they are a wonderful, wonderful value. I'm going to check that out tonight with some great ideas, Jack, as usual. And I'm sure, I know for a fact, you can find anything Jack talks about at any Haskell's location. Indeed you can. The folks at Haskell's absolutely love to talk about wine. They love to put you in touch with wine that will make your meal just perfect. 
because the wine they pick will go perfectly. Uh, there's some very good Chateau Cote de Rhone's that are on sale at Haskell's right now. One of my favorites is Chateau Cabriere. It's, uh, they also have a Chateau Neuf de Pop, but their Cote de Rhone is delicious and very, very inexpensive. And also the one I had last night, Chateau d'Aville, uh, also a $10 bottle of wine that is wonderful. There's a Haskell's near you where you can find all of these Cote de Rhone's plus many, many other wines. Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior in Faribault off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday. Minnetonka are at the um, Ridgedale Center. St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or WCCO.com slash wine, and it'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can see our wonderful summer catalog online. Fantastic. And, Jack, have a great, it looks like a great weekend all over oh, CCO. The weather is going to be superb. Just perfect. Well, let's talk again next week, if you will. I'm going to look forward to it. Thanks very much, Jack Farrell from Haskell's. By the way, wanted to mention to to, uh, to Jack, and we mentioned it last week, uh, and I said it earlier today, we're getting so many calls, text messages, emails about our uh, planned Sonoma wine tour that's going to be, yeah, we missed it last year. We uh, had a year separation here. We've done it a couple years prior. We're going to do it again May 2 through 6. And again, so many people have an interest in the brochure. Probably won't be out for two, three months, but I'm a. I think that uh, the, sh- the the tour itself is going to sell out real fast. Call Holiday Vacations. At least get your name on a list. One eight hundred eight two six twenty two sixty six. We're going to head back to Sonoma uh, next May two through six.